G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. We're back today on a topic we all need some level of constant reminder about, and that is the context by which we have our wealth, our assets, those things that sometimes can get a hold of us in such a way that we can take our eyes very easily off our service for God. And I'm talking about wealth and riches. And as Bill Muhlenberg sometimes points out, this is the type of topic that can often go in one ear and out the other. And sometimes we don't stop to really reflect on the importance of what we talk about when we talk about riches. So let's get some deep insight today from Bill Muhlenberg. Bill, welcome back to 2020. Many thanks. Bill, we do need a constant reminder about this topic because here we are in our Australian context and uh, by all counts and uh, all surveys and all statistics, uh, we are among or the wealthiest in the world. Mm. And so therefore we can have a a bit of a, a skewed idea of what riches do to us when we compare ourselves to the teaching of Jesus in the New Testament. Yes, well, that's right. Um, not only are we wealthy beyond the dreams of many in so many other parts of the world, but simply historically speaking, you know, we've never known such uh, riches. I mean, the lifestyle you and I take for granted today, only the, you know, elite kings of uh, just a few hundred years ago could enjoy. So I hate to say it, but we all do tend to read the Bible selectively. We tend to, uh, you know, have our rose-colored glasses on. Some things might stick out to us, and others might be, uh, you know, pretty much overlooked, even though uh, it's all very familiar. And, and in fact, there are, well, hundreds of warnings in Scripture, Old and New Testament, about the dangers of wealth and riches. And yet, because we live in the West, which is full of riches, and we take it for granted, uh, I hate to say it, but I think a lot of us, well, we all need to be reminded that, yeah, God is very serious indeed when he says we have to be careful that we don't allow riches to drown out our devotion to God and become a God of its own. So uh, it's a it's a handy reminder that we all need to keep uh, telling ourselves we have to be careful here. But, Bill, there's a challenge here, isn't there? Because oftentimes people who have that capacity to gain wealth and Mm. become quite wealthy, when they hear Christians talking about this right perspective and keeping things in balance here with the New Testament, that sometimes it's almost as though it's like you're trying to tell me that I should actually become poor when i am actually got this capacity to gain wealth. How do we get that balance? Now, it's another important biblical balance, and often there are these things where we have to avoid the extremes. There is a proverb that says, Lord, give me neither poverty nor riches. 
which I think pretty nicely sums up the balance. Uh, both can be a danger, you know. There's no virtue in poverty, and I'm certainly not saying we should all run around in rags and be as poor as we can be. The Bible does not tell us to do that, but on the other hand, it warns often about how riches can so easily drag us away. Uh, again, hundreds of warnings. So when the Bible has that much emphasis on something we really should pay attention, and as I said at the beginning of one of my pieces, I'm certainly no uh, socialist. I certainly do believe in wealth creation. I think the free market has done the best to raise the masses out of poverty, and that's a good thing. It's good to avoid poverty and to live a a life that's, uh, you know, you're not wondering where the next meal is coming from. So again, as part of that balance, uh, if God has blessed people with wit riches and wealth, that's a good thing. But then the real question is, well, what are you doing with that wealth? Are you just spending it all on yourself and, you know, getting that sixth uh, plasma TV and the third European vacation and the second and third mansion? You know, is it all about myself and my lusts and desires, or is it to finance the kingdom, to help those who are in need? You know, it, it really does depend on what we do with our wealth and riches, and if we're using it for the kingdom, that's fine. But sadly, it's easy to just consume it on our own lusts, uh, as I think James puts it. Now, let me just open up perhaps even a can of worms here, Bill, because in most cases when people have enough and they're going to give mm. and perhaps even give regularly, the point of focus in giving is usually the local church mm -hmm. because when we talk about the expanding kingdom of God, it mm -hmm. becomes a mechanism by which that kingdom expands. But if the church doesn't act in integrity and, mm -hmm. uh, and if it appears that the church uh, is there just for profit, then yeah, we've got yeah. an issue, haven't we? We've got a problem yeah. where people might not want to give to the local mm -hmm. church. Well, that's right, and that's something we have to be careful of. I mean, giving to your local church is important, but so too are all sorts of other ministries or various works for the kingdom, so we're not obliged to only give to our local church. And in fact, if that money is being spent amiss, it's not just a question then of, how should you be giving? But you might even need to ask about, you know, should I be here? Is there a better church I can uh, be fellowshipping with? So sure, it's always uh, important if we do have this attitude of giving and generosity, and God does love a generous giver. Um, well, then it's a question, Lord, give me discernment. How can I best spend my money? How can I best help people? How can I best extend the kingdom? plenty of uh, needy hands out there, both Christians and otherwise, so simply having the, the discernment to know, is this money really being used wisely and in the best interests of the kingdom? That's an important part of our calling, I think. Bill, uh, a lot of people trust your judgment on so many things. Uh, people have been listening to perhaps some of your commentaries now for many years, and uh, they like your perspective. They appreciate the biblical foundation. So I'm going to ask you if you can give it to us straight, uh, perhaps even the hard word, uh, for those of us who may be listening into this conversation now and maybe having the wrong attitude to wealth according to what we might see as that New Testament pattern, as the words yep. of Jesus about our wealth. Mm. Give it to us straight. What ought we be doing with the wealth that we are accumulating? Yep. Oh, well, I mean, it really, it just not just our wealth, but everything we have is a gift from God, right? Our talents, our time, 
even the family God may have given us all is a gift of God, and we should all be praying carefully, all right, what do I do with everything you've given me, not just my money? And I'm aware of uh, some rich Christians who uh, they'll give away 90% of their wealth. You know, they're not stuck on some 10%. They will give away the great majority of their money, either to missions or church work or whatever. So it partly depends what God is calling you to do. There's a million causes, as I say, we can give to. Uh, it could be, uh, you know, famine and social aid and relief and development kind of ministries, mercy ministries. Obviously, our own churches will need help. So um, probably is an individual thing where you seek God and say, Lord, I've got a certain amount of money here. I want to use it for the kingdom, but I want to use it wisely. So that comes in even practical things. For example, there are some charitable groups that, uh, you know, not everything they do may be the wisest thing to be subsidizing. Some of their monies, for example, will go into, say, abortion and things overseas. So we need to be careful about who we're giving to. Uh, Look into, you know, very carefully the groups that we decide we might support and see exactly where that money is going. So it's be wise about where you place your wealth, but don't hold back, don't hoard it to yourself. Find a ministry to support that does see the kingdom of God expand. Uh, Bill Muhlenberg, I'll point people to your website, billmuhlenberg.com, or you can simply Google Culture Watch and you'll find the latest articles from Bill. And Bill, always a pleasure. Great getting your insights. Thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. All right, Benny, thanks. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.